It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Um, we're going to be talking about, uh, and we're going to go to Micah, and we're going to be talking about a refiner's fire and a fuller's soap. Talking about getting cleaned up and and uh, letting the Lord put within us what he wants to put inside of us so that we can do his will and do it more abundantly. But Micah chapter 3, we're going to start in verse uh, 2. I got two different, two different sets of papers here all on the same thing, and I don't know if I'll get through all of it today or not, but that's all right. Uh, we're going to do what the Lord wants uh, to do and go as far as he says go, and when he says stop, we're going to stop. Well, let's open up in prayer this morning. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Lord, for this another privilege to stand and to be used of you, Lord, to, to, to do your will and to, God, maybe help someone in some way, dear God. Lord, I just pray, God, that you would just touch my mind, touch my lips, dear God. Lord, that I may speak the words that you would have me to speak, dear God. And, Lord, touch everyone's uh, minds and their ears, dear God, that they may take these words, dear Lord, and apply them to their life, dear God. Lord, I love you, and I thank you and praise you for everything. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen, amen. Refiner's fire. What is refiner's fire? Let's go to, like I said, let's go to Micah chapter 3. I'm starting in verse 2. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire... And like a fuller's soap, and he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi, and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Micah, Malachi, excuse me. Excuse me, Malachi. Chapter 3. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> we'll reread that again since I messed up. You know, I'll I, I tell you what. It, it used to bug me so bad to, to mess up and make mistakes when I, I'm trying to, to do something for the Lord. But you know what? I've got to the point anymore I would rather make a hundred mistakes for the Lord than I would to never make one and live for Satan. And, you know, I'm human and I'm going to goof up and I'm going to get things wrong. But, you know, the Lord looks over those things. Malachi chapter 3, verse 2. <laughs> but who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like a and like fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi, and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Now then, let's let's look at a refiner's fire for a minute. This this refiner's fire. It is a, a very hot fire, and this, and when you get to the, uh, 
in the job back in the days of Jesus when you were the one that was refining the gold and the silver, that, that was a very dangerous job because this, uh, this fire that was underneath this uh, crucible that held the, the gold or the silver, this fire was at uh, somewhere around 1,380 degrees Fahrenheit. So it was very hot, and you were very close to this fire when you went in to put the gold and the silver into the crucible. And you had a real good chance of getting burnt at some point in time. And then on top of that, when the gold or the silver got to melting, all the, the uh, impurities that was in that metal would start floating to the top. So you had to take some type of a spoon or something like that, and you had to uh, dip that stuff off of there. And the more of that that you dipped off of those impurities that you dipped off of the top of that, the purer the gold was and the purer the silver was. But at any point in time, you had a very good chance of being, being burnt and burnt badly doing this job. And, you know, the safe, nowadays, the way they have it set up, and a lot of it is computerized and, and uh, different things like that, and there's a lot more safety in, involved in it and everything. It's not as bad. But back then, it, it was a very dangerous job to do. And it's fuller soap that the Lord is talking about. This is that soap that uh, they took, and they used this soap to clean their white cloth. When, uh, when they made the cloth and everything, and they, they, uh, they would wash it, and they would wash it in this fuller soap. It was a very caustic uh, soap, and it uh, would bring the cloth out whiter than anything else that they, they could use. It, was, it would bring it out more whiter than bleach because it was, it, was a it was made out of lye, and it was very caustic. But the, you know, we, we used, we, the Lord used this to, like I said, he taught in parables all the time back in, when he walked upon the earth. Because he took the things of this earth and he explained the things of heaven. And as I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about my job, and, you know, it's not a refining that we do, but we take in our, our ranches. Before our ranches come in, they are just long, round pieces of metal. And then they put these in a, a, a unit, and it heats them. And they're cherry red when they come out of there. And they put them into a forge, and they stamp these three different times. Well, then after that process, then they go through another process, and they take it through what is called an anneal. And this anneal heats these ranches up again. And then after they are heated up again, they are left to cool on their own. And then after they go through the whole process and everything, they go through the fire one more time before they go to the last step in, in creating this ranch. They go through the process of being heated up again till they are cherry red, but then this time... They are put into a quenching oil, which brings the temperature down in them really quick, and it makes them hard. So we, we melt them so that, so that we can get the form that we want out of them, and then we heat them up again so that it will soften them to where that they, will be, they could be worked with during the process, and then we heat them up one more time 
to, and then quench them very quickly, cool them down very quickly to make them hard for the final process. And as I was got to thinking about this, you know, there's, there's many times during our lives that we go through this refining fire or, these, or we get heated up and we have to go through troubles and we have to go through trials of different things. And when we go through these things, the Lord is right there with us. Always remember and don't never forget, when we're going through these troubles and we're going through these trials, the Lord is right there with us, right beside of us, leading us every step of the way. He's, he's going through the same thing that we are. And he will help us go through these things. But there's many, there's many different instances of refining fire in the Bible. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 26, to that he may, might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word and purify himself a peculiar people. This is what this refining fire does to us. It cleanses us, it sanctifies us, it takes all that old stuff that's out of us and, and he puts in some, some things in our life that we can use. Titus 2.14, who, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. He might redeem us from iniquity and purify unto himself. He wants us to be a peculiar people. He wants us to be different. And to, in order for us to be different, sometimes we have to go through this refining fire so that we can get the things of the world out of us, so that he can put things of, of God in us, so that we can get closer to him and go out and do the, the job that he wants us to do. But this verse in Malachi, this was addressed to Israel, God's chosen people, just like we are. The prophet Malachi emphasized God's love for Israel and demonstrated the ways in which the Israelites had broken their covenant with God, how that he, they had disregarded uh, the covenant and between themselves and God and, and how God longs for them to return to righteousness and to mend the broken relationship between Israel and himself. This is what God is wanting us to do. He is trying right, He is trying his best right now in this day and time to wake us up as children of God so that we can get back to the place to where that he, we once were, to the place where that we can get back to and where that we are worshiping him and we are lifting him up and and we are praising him, and we are telling others about him. It seems like us as a Christian nation, we have got to the point to where that we have just give up. We have uh, went out into the world, and we have told the world about Jesus, and we have done everything that we can do, and it just seems like that they just ignore us, and they just go on and do their evil ways and uh, it seems like there's nothing that we can do to get them to change. Well, there is. There's nothing that we can do to change. You know, Jesus told the disciples and the apostles, he said, go out into all the world and preach the gospel. He didn't say go out into all the world and save everybody. He said preach the gospel. All we can do is tell them about it. All we can do is plant that seed. 
That's all we can do. We can't save nobody. We can't change nobody's life. We can't do anything like that. All we do is tell everybody about the Lord. The Lord then will take that seed that we have planted and he will use us to water it or he will use someone else to water it and to cultivate it and everything. And it's up to that person whether it grows or whether it dies. But we have done our job. We have told the people. And we have quit doing that as children of God. And we are, we are uh, waiting on everybody else to do what we're supposed to be doing. And the only ones that's really telling everybody about the Lord is your teachers and your pastors and, and uh, those very few that are really grounded and rooted in God and going out and, and telling the world. In Malachi 2.17, you have wearied the Lord with your words. Yet ye say, wherein have we wearied him? When ye say, even one that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delighteth in them, or where is the God of judgment? We have gotten so complacent that we have got to the point to where that Everything that's going on in this world is all right. You know, God changed. You know, times has changed. God's changed. He understands everything that's going on in this world. Yeah, he understands and he knows what's going on in this world, but he still has not accepted it, and we shouldn't either. It's time that we as children of God, it is time that we go through some refining fires. It is time that we get to the point to where that we let the Lord perfect us in our Christian living and take that soap and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and take and, and put us through the fire and get all the worldly things out of us and get we get back to the old past and walk therein and tell the world about Jesus. No, everybody's not going to be saved. I wished, I wished and prayed that everyone in the world will give their heart and life to God, but it, I mean, in reality, it's not going to happen. But there is those few out there that are looking for something in everything of the world, looking for what we've got, and we are not taking the time to tell them about this man named Jesus and what he can do for us. Refine. To free something such as metal, sugar, or oil from impurities or unwanted material. To free from moral imperfection. To improve by perfecting or pruning or polishing. To free from what is coarse, vulgar, or uncouth. Uncouth means awkward, uncultivated. In appearance, manner, and behavior. Lacks polishing and grace. That's what refined does to us. It, it brings us to a point in our Christian living to where that we can get closer to the Lord and we get a hunger, a, a more hunger for the Lord that we may do for him. Like I said, a refiner melts down metal, such as gold or silver, and once the metal's melted down, all the, the, the unwanted stuff, all the broken, uh, all the 
the dross and all the impurities come to the top. Well, see, when we, as children of God, when we go through the fires, all those things that's unlike in the world, un, uh, that is like the world that is in us, starts coming to the top. And this is when we need to, to, to let the Lord get, skim those things off of us. Listen, it's not an easy process to go through. When it comes down to you getting purified and you getting closer to the Lord, it, it hurts sometimes, and, and, sometimes it, and most of the time it, it is a very uh, painful what, thing to go through spiritually because those are things that we have held on to. Those are people that we have uh, associated with. There, there are things on TV that we have been watching. There's different things in our life that are going to come to the top and are going to have to be removed, and we're going to have to get away from those things. You know, it, it, the Bible says to work out your, your salvation with fear and trembling. Salvation is an ongoing thing because as we go through life, there is going to be things that we have done all of our life that all of a sudden the Lord will tell us to quit doing and not to do them no more. Um, and, you know, we, we don't think anything about it, but then after the Lord convicts us of it and we quit doing it and we look back on it and we can, find, we can see where that, that was a hindrance to us and kept us from getting closer to the Lord. But the refining with the flame is, is the oldest way of refining metals. And the temperature on, that, uh, on the flame is reaching excess of 1,000 degrees Celsius or 1,832 degrees Fahrenheit. So, yes, this, this is very, very de uh, dangerous job. What is a refiner's fire? It's that fire that, that the Lord sends. You know, back in uh, Deuteronomy, um, the Israelites went out and they, um, they defeated, I believe it was uh, Og and Bashan, and they, when they came back, no, it was the Mennonites, the Mennonites, because when they came back, they brought all the women with them. Now, the women had, at one point in time, seduced a lot of the Israelites and had caused them to uh, worship their idols and to eat uh, things that were sacrificed to their idols, and they brought these women back. And Moses told them, you know, that they were going to have to get rid of those women, and all the spoil that they had brought back with them, uh, it either had to go through the fire to be purified. Well, it had to go through the fire to be purified, all, everything of, of metals, uh, of different types of metals and things like that. All the stuff that was made of wood and, and everything else, it had to be washed with this uh, purification water. Well, the ones that, that went through the fire, it also had to be washed with that water. So when we go through the water, when we go through the fire, and all those impurities are, are gotten off of us, then we have to go through and we have to be washed. This is where the fuller soap comes in. This washes us clean. It takes all the stains of all the, the years of, of whatever it is that the Lord has been, uh, that the Lord, 
that we have been doing that the Lord reminded us that we needed, we needed not to do that no more. But all through the Bible, we can, we can find uh, different scriptures about refining. In Zechariah 13 and 9, And I will bring a third part through the fire, and will refine them as silver is refined, and will try them as gold is tried. They shall carry on my name, and I will hear them. I will say, it is my people, and they shall say, the Lord is my God. He refines us so that we can get closer to him, so that we can, we can be on a one-on-one one -on -one basis with him, that we can, we can uh, live for him, and we can work for him, and we can go out boldly and, and do the job that he has has got for us. I know there's there are so many things going that is coming against the world today. Uh, this COVID nineteen and all the riots and uh, all these different groups that have came up and are trying to uh, take over and tell people what they can do and what they can't do. And our government's argument and back and forth and and nobody is wanting to get along and everybody's wanting everything to be their way. This is when we need to trust in the Lord and, and follow him and let him be in control. And this will this is the one thing that we that you know that I have been talking to the Lord about, especially since he gave me this a couple of weeks ago, is about refining me and and getting me to the point of where that I am where he wants me to be. And let me tell you something, it's not an easy process to go through. You will, you will start uh, second-guessing everything. Uh, you're wondering if you're doing the right thing. You, and, you wonder, and you catch yourself, even though you're going through this fire, you will catch yourself questioning God and questioning of how, why am I going through this and why is this happening to me? Why is, you know, why? That's the one word that we that we ask God all the time is why, why this, why that. Then that's when we need to stop and we need to take, take the time to look and see exactly where we're at and, and what's going on in our spiritual life. This is where we need to, need to take a spiritual, uh, uh, up, uh, spiritual look at ourselves and find out, okay, why am I going through this? Is it something that I have done is it something that Satan's brought against me? Or is it something that the Lord has allowed to come against me to purify me, to get me to that place where the, he can use me more? Because whenever you start really getting to the point of where that you want the Lord to use you and you want to get closer to him and, and you really desire more of him, the Lord is going to have to get things out of your life that stands between you and him that you really don't realize are in that position. We're going to have to spend more time in, in Bible study. We're going to have to spend more time in prayer. You know, and I... I I got up this morning and I had a song on, on my heart that I was singing. And I thank God for that song. It was a Christian song and, and I sang it uh, when I went in uh, to study and everything. Because at some point in time, when, when I got up and possibly all night long, 
I had the Lord on my mind because I got up with a song in my heart and thinking about him. And this is what I want to do every day. You know, I have got a long way to go to get to where that I need to be with the Lord. I know that. And it's a slow process. But I am going to work at it, and I'm going to try my best to get to that point to where the Lord wants me to be. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be a lot of battles. There's going to be a lot of refining. There's going to be a lot of washing with a full, with a, uh, fuller soap. But that's fine. Because when we get to that point to where that God can use us, I mean really use us in the way that he wants to, things will be a whole lot better. And listen, let me, and seriously, the closer you get to God, the more that he refines you, and the more that he refines you is the less that you really, uh, you really pay attention to. That's not the words I'm looking for, but the less it hurts. Because... And less trial that it becomes because that you know that you are going through something and when you get to the other side of it, you are going to be a better, uh, in a better place with the Lord and you're going to be closer to the Lord and he's going to be able to use you more. So don't give up. Keep on, keep on, keep on keeping on and trusting in the Lord and letting him use you. And, you know, we, we, we give up too easy. If, if. We pray a little while for something, and if it don't happen, then, then we give up, and we go on to something else. We pray a little while, nothing happens, we, we give up, and we go on to something else, but we don't never need to, to give up on anything. The Lord, is, the Lord promises he's going to work in whatever we ask him. He'll, he'll, he, will, he will answer our prayers. But we need to continually get to the uh, pray for that prayer request, and we need to constantly keep it up on our heart, and we need to constantly ask God to move upon this and have faith that he will do it. And in the meantime, in between prayers and asking God to move on this situation, thank him for moving on it. Because a lot of times we don't, we don't see it, but a lot of times he's working in the background. As the song says, uh, you're working, but we don't see it. And I thank God uh, a lot of times for working in my life where I don't see him working. Because those are, the, those are the one places that really needs to be fixed and that I don't know about that he's working on. Psalm 66, 10 through 12. For thou, O God, hast proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the net. Thou laidest affliction upon our loins. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. You have tried us. You have cleansed us. You have... Uh, washed us, you have done all of these things, and then on the other side of all of this, here we are in this wealthy place. Not, maybe not so much as worldly wealth, but spiritual wealth. And that, Christmas, children of God, is what means more than anything. That spiritual wealth. That place to where that we can get to where that 
God blesses us, and we see his blessings all around me and some of the most minute things that are in our life. We see how that the Lord moved and, and on those things. Refiner's fire, cleansing, getting the things unlocked, unlike the Lord out of us. What does all this mean for us today? Malachi's words, he, he echoes the un, unending, never-ending mercy of God. When we are left in our own sin, when we are left in our own sin, we are not left to save ourselves. We can't save ourselves. I can't save you. I, I, I can't add one day to your life or take one day away from your life. I can't do any of those things. All I can do is tell you. Tell you about Jesus who can do all things. And this is where God can, uh, cares about the condition of our heart. And he, he comes and, and meets us where we are and makes us pure and righteous and spares us the pain of separation from him when we turn our hearts toward him. God loves us. He loves his children. He loves everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. God loves you unconditionally. Uh, if, if my salvation was based on me doing everything just exactly right so that God could love me, I'd be in a world of trouble because I am not perfect. I make mistakes. But the Lord uses those mistakes to teach me and to help others. Because, you know, if we, if we get this air about us as children of God, if we get this air about us that, you know, we're better than you are and I don't never make mistakes and we, we get our nose stuck up in the air and everything and look down at everybody else, we're not doing God one bit of good. We're not, we're, you know, we, just, we have just completely gotten away from him and we think that we are something when we are nothing. Story in the Bible comes back to me about the uh, the Pharisee and the publican that went into the temple, and the Pharisee he he held he stood up tall and proud, and he, he uh, pointed his face toward heaven, and he prayed this big long prayer about thanking God for how, uh, for not being like other people and, uh, and all this stuff, and then this publican standing over in the corner he wouldn't even raise his head he. He bowed his head and he smote on his chest. And he said, Father, forgive me. Which one do you think God heard? We, we, we try to live above our... We, we, we get to the point to where that we want more of God and we want God to move in our life more so we think that we have to be a little bit more godly so we go out and we try to do that on our own. It don't work. This is where that we need to be led by him. Live in the moment that God has got us in and, and grow from there. When we go through afflictions and suffering, we can find hope in God. He will use those circumstances to draw us closer to him and to refine us. So, you know, those things that we're going through, we need to, we need to, Call upon the Lord, even though we, we can't feel him and we think he's not there. We need to call upon him and we need to ask him for guidance 
to get through this situation that we're in. And when we get on the other side of it, we will find out that we are a better person because that we went through that. You know, it, it's, it's funny sometimes how that, you know, that everything is going so good and, and uh, in my life anyway, everything's going real good and everything. And I get up one morning and I go in to pray and it, it, it's just like I ain't praying to nobody. Nobody's listening. And, but I keep praying and I, I, I start thanking God for everything that I have. And I, I thank him for hearing my prayers and I thank him for being beside of me. Even though I don't feel you, Lord, I thank you for being here with me. And the next thing you know, uh, the God is, uh, he has, he has showed him, well, he, he was there all the time, but he starts touching me and letting me know that he's there. And, you know, every once in a while, he's, the Lord is just like us to a point. He wants to be needed every once in a while. You know, we as parents, you know, when our children were growing up and, and, um, they had some problem at school or a problem with a friend or a broken toy or something. You know, we, we would see what's going on and they wouldn't say anything to us and we wouldn't say anything to them till it got to a certain point where it was really bad and then we would step in. But it got to that point to where that we were waiting on them to come and ask us. And that's what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to humble ourselves and come unto him as a little child. Lord, this, this, this thing that's going on in my life, I, I can't fix it. I need you to work in this. And you take that and you lay it down at his feet and you walk off and leave it and forget, forget about it because the Lord will take care of it. When we ask him and we come humbly before him, he will work in that. And see, the, the more that we are refined, the more humble that we become. You know, I, I, you know, I'm nothing in this world. I am nothing in this world. But, you know, God made me somebody when he allowed his son to die upon the cross for my sins. And I asked him to come and to live in my heart and to, to walk with me and guide me and teach me. I became somebody. I became a child of the king. I am somebody now. I may not be nobody to the world, but I am somebody to God. And that's, that's the one thing that we need to realize. It's not what goes on in this world. It's not what this world thinks about us. It's what God thinks about me. What does Jesus think about me? Is he proud of me? You know, I talk about Job a lot, but I just, I just, you know, I just want the Lord to say to Satan, have you considered my servant Ted? He would, God was proud to say that to, to Satan. I can just imagine a big smile on his face as he was saying that. And then he told him, he said, fine. He said, fine, I'll take the hedge down from around him. You can do anything you want to to him, but you can't take his life. Satan told him that he'd curse him. God knew that he would not. He had that much confidence in Job. He knew just exactly where Job's heart lied. That's where we need to get to.
to that place of where that, that no matter what comes against us, we're going to hang on to God. We're going to follow him and we're going to do whatever it is that he wants us to do. Refining fire. Cleansing us of impurities that are in our, in our lives that we have not realized that's there. Getting out all of those things that's unlike God. Yes, it's, it's an ongoing process. We don't just go through the, one, through the fire one time and all everything that's unlike him has gotten out of the way. He, he, he does it just a little bit at a time. He won't take all the, the, uh, un, the, all the impurities out of us all at one time. He takes them out just a little bit at a time so we can move just a little bit closer and we can get uh, to where we trust him and have faith in him a little bit more and then we'll go through the fire again. We are continually going in and out of the fire as we go through this life. On this journey uh, to heaven, we are continually going to go through the fire. But God is continually blessing us and using us and getting us closer to him every time that we go through that fire. God is whole. Nothing sinful can survive the fire of his presence. There's, there's not, never going to be any sin entering into heaven. I mean... Sin, sin, there's no big sins, no, there's no little sins, but, you know, put it in our perspective, there's not even a, a sin, the, green, the size of a mustard seed is going in. It will keep you out of heaven. It will keep you from your, from, uh, your heavenly home. He burns away all that which is unholy in our lives so that we are purified in his presence. This fire includes pain, loss of control, intense pressure, and change. These are the things that come against us. Pain, a pain, a bodily pain, pain of lost loved one, pain of uh, being rejected, all these different things that come against us. Those can be used for his glory if we will just allow him to work with us through these things change we need to continually change as children of God we need to continually get closer to the Lord as Pastor Jonathan said one time he says Jesus sets the bar up to here and when I get close to it he moves it on up a little bit higher he keeps me growing and he keeps me to where that I want to grow. He, and, you know, and I, I want to learn more of his word. And I, I want to be a better speaker. And I, there's so many things that I want God to move on in my life so that I can work for him. And as I look back over my life and I think about it, and I think about how that there's... My wants in life have changed so drastically in the last three or four years. You know, used to, I, I wanted things of this world. Uh, and I wanted to do things of this world. And uh, as I was thinking about it the other day, I, I, I used to fish constantly, all the time. At least once a week, somewhere, I was on the water fishing. 
I might have been fishing uh, maybe a dozen times all this year. I, I just don't have no desire to do that anymore because I would rather spend that time that I was doing that, I would rather spend that time in prayer and, and studying God's word because I know that that is what is going to stand in the end. No matter what happens to everything else in this world, that's going to stand. That's, going, that's what's going to be the number one thing. Anybody have anything? I'm talking about Job. In Job 23, 20, Job said, But he knoweth the way that I take when he hath tried me. I shall come forth as gold. He knows the way that I walk. He knows where I stand with him, and he knows my heart. And when I am tried, I am going to come forth as gold. I am going to come forth as pure gold. Did all, did all of you realize that pure, the purest gold that there is is clear? It's clear. It can't be reached. It probably can't be reached in this world, but it can be in the world, the, the home that I'm going to it's in heaven. Where the, the streets are paved with the purest gold, and it's crystal clear. All the impurities are out of it. You want to go to heaven, you want to walk upon those streets of gold, you're going to have to have all the impurities out of you. You're going to have to get to that life to where that God can, can look at you and be very proud of you and not uh, wonder uh, when's the next time you're going to go off the rails and do something crazy. Know that without a shadow of a doubt, when he speaks, you're going to move. That's what the Lord needs from each and every one of us. Anybody have any questions or comments this morning? Thank you all for listening.